Hello, my beautiful disabled disciples. Welcome back to Handy Slap. This is your host, the Reverend Jordan Schrader. And today we're going to talk a little bit on gender roles and disability. Coming right up in Handy Slap. Stay tuned. All right, y'all. It's so good to be with y'all here on Handy Slap. Today is Thursday, July 15th, 2021. And you know, here at Handy Slap, we just speak on whatever's on our mind related to disability, related to faith, related to just whatever. Whatever you're feeling today, whatever is on your mind today, I will try my best to articulate that as I feel what you feel. And I have your thoughts as well, thinking about and feeling and pondering upon all the difficulties and strides and struggles of disability and what that looks like and how we deal with it and how we understand it, how we understand each other and how we understand ourselves in disability advocacy and just being heard because ultimately that's what everybody wants to be heard and to be understood and to have a voice i was talking with someone recently who feels like they don't have a voice and uh, they their life is crumbling before their very eyes because they feel so oppressed in the uh, situation the, the living situation that this person is in that their disability is just making their life a living hell and there's nothing this person can do about it they feel like and you know we've all been there we feel this on and off probably almost every day um, I know I do I feel it all the time with letting my disability try to take over and get ahead letting the disability take over and be triumphant over us. And you know, today is just not one of those days where we are going to allow our disability to win. For disability to have the victory. Today, that is not the case. We're just going to continue going on, talking with each other, talking on various topics that we all relate with and can um, mingle about and you know one of the big things I wanted to talk about today we've done this a little bit but just asking for help you know we see all the time people around us especially in our culture the big influence of independence people being their own person people doing things without the help of anybody else giving ourselves a sense of pride in knowing that we've accomplished something on our own means, through our own understanding. Accomplishing something based on what we were able to do. I see that all around me. People who are successful at tasks they are able to do on their own. People who are successful at physical fitness. Successful at all these different goals that they were able to accomplish without any help and their way of 
in a way, kind of bragging about it. You know, there there's this false sense of defeat or this false sense of weakness when we are depending on someone. It's such a huge stigma that I see all over the place. It doesn't matter if it's disability or not. It's everywhere. There's this big stigma going all over social media and just in society that asking for help in any register, in any capacity, is a form of weakness and that you lack something, that you are lacking in an area of your life where you need to go down into this gritty place and ask someone for a little bit of assistance. You know, I'm just sick and tired of that. There's nothing wrong at all for asking for a little bit of help. You know, like the reason where we, why we get to where we are and how we got there isn't based on just something we can brag about on our own doing, even though we kind of want to give off that vibe or tell that type of story. A kind of like one of them uh, rags to riches kind of story where we alone stood up from the ashes and rose like a phoenix and made our own story, made our own impact based on our very own blood, sweat, and tears to tell this story, this narrative that, you know, maybe disability isn't as severe as it is. Disability doesn't define who I am. This narrative to give off that we are as independent and normal, you could say. I use that in air quotes. I'm I'm not a big fan of that word, but here I am saying it. We don't want to go into this uh, little pinhole that we are unable to do things without the help of others, or I should say with the help of others, because then we are feeling like we can't achieve anything. We live in a very independent culture where everything is me, myself, and I, where everything is, I can do this all by myself. Look at what I did, look at what I accomplished. What I do is for me. What I do is for me only, and all that kind of thing. And with how much we try to convince ourselves that we are just like everybody else, you know, when you're in a disability, we just want to have normal, I use that word again, we just want to have these typical experiences on the same level as our peers. We just want to have these typical experiences as everybody else to just feel that same rush, to feel that same sensation and stimulation as everybody else that we've just hungered for throughout our childhood, throughout our adolescence, and that age-old feeling of missing out. And, you know, it sucks because when we do get into a new situation, 
I recently read, um, I believe, Andrew Gerza's Instagram feed. He said something that just really resonated with me. Great guy. And um, I was just really connected with his post saying how he often would, um, when he would try to pursue other male partners, these male partners would tell him that he was clingy or needy. This was in a post he posted today. And how that really hurt him. And that really resonates with me as well because, as he puts it, disabled people kind of maybe give off that sense of clinginess or being needful because all of these are still new experiences, exciting new experiences for us that so many other people experience either early on or just maybe they take a little bit for granted. It all depends how you look at it, but either way, it's new for us. It's exciting, it's thrilling, it gives us adrenaline, something we love. We love adrenaline because it gives us that all over body sensation and that stimulation that we just love, that we feel not that often because our lifestyles are so routine driven. There's little to no time for spontaneity, for just random activity, because everything needs to be planned ahead. Our life is clockwork. It's programmed. It's organized. Nothing wrong with being organized, but it's structured to the 10th degree. You know what I'm saying? It's fixed. Feeling like it's all just set in this program that we have very little to no say in. I'm not talking about free will versus fate here. We could, but I'm talking more on just living. Living the same lifestyles and randomness and having the same choices as opportunities as everybody else in such a different way. And it's hard because, you know, we just want to have control again over our lives. If, a, if we ever had it, the same kind of control and autonomy as everybody else. Autonomy, such a powerful word that just says so much about the contrast of the life of the disabled the, and the life of the non-disabled. Such different theaters, such different ways of life that to the point of asking for help is so normal for us and standard that we often just start to feel bad about it, feel like a nuisance because we do need help with everything. And because we lack or feel like we lack a lot of autonomy because we need help with everything and feel bad about asking for help, that lowered sense of autonomy makes us feel like we don't match up to who we are as the person we are born into. 
In other words, we don't feel like the assigned roles that we may have. We don't feel like that person that we are supposed to be or we want to be. You know, let's talk about gender. And so we got gender and disability. Say what you want about gender roles and your views on gender roles. That's not the discussion today. That's for a different day and that's whatever. What we're talking about now is how disability affects how we observe gender roles. How does disability affect you as a guy and your sense of masculinity? Or as a woman, how does it affect your sense of femininity? Feminism, whatever. However you look at it, how does it affect you as a man? How does it affect you as a woman? If you feel differently with your gender, all right, but regardless, how does your disability affect that? Does it play a factor at all? Do you feel less of a male? Do you feel less of a female? Do you feel less handsome? Do you feel less beautiful? Do you feel like you will never, ever, ever, absolutely never, ever achieve the aesthetic standards of society? Those are already ridiculous and obtuse and ludicrous as they are. But when it comes to disability, that's a whole new ball game. Because I hear so many stories, myself included, of just disabled men and women just feeling so low about ourselves because we don't feel like we live up to anything of womanhood or anything of manhood. Therefore, maybe we try to go into a different mindset and a different sense of gender to find any form of fulfillment or impact or influence or completion. You know, disability, at least for me, often just feels like I'm living life incomplete. Like, let's say you're downloading a video game or you're updating your computer or you're downloading something and you're updating something or programming something and you got the progress bar on the screen. It gets up to about 75% and it stops and you don't get the full experience. That's what disability feels like. It feels like you are a shadow of your true self. It feels like you are one step behind, if not several steps behind who your true persona is. Kind of like there's a larger gap between your id, excuse me, your id and your ego, psychologically speaking. This big, huge gap, this bridge that is so long and extended, you don't even know how to cross it. Because disability makes you feel like 
you can't fulfill any of the roles or gender roles or whatever role you want to fulfill. So you have to do things a little bit differently. Maybe because disability makes you feel less of a male or a female. Maybe you feel more comfortable with a different side of gender. Perhaps you feel more comfortable with saying you are an other or just a different gender altogether. I don't know too much about that, but I can actually understand where those who identify differently are coming from. It's hard nowadays to fit into the roles that we want to be in. You know, it's very hard nowadays to fulfill the genders that we want to feel like we are in. You know, where we grow up in all these different expectations of what someone is supposed to be. We grow up in all these different ways that we're told to be. We're told that a man is everything like this. We are told that a woman is everything like that. And if you don't fulfill one of these criteria, then you're nothing. You are not one of those genders. You are not a man. You're not masculine enough because you are crippled. You're not feminine enough because you are not this beautiful body that you have or whatever it may be. In fact, uh, the great Alex Stacy also on Instagram is a big supporter of disabled bodies. You know, she, she, uh, she brings up the great point of how all bodies are beautiful, especially disabled bodies, with her great saying that disabled bodies are sexy. Shout out to her. And so we get in this understanding, especially nowadays with the different changes in pronouns, the different changes in genders, what we think we are versus how we are, how we feel versus what we may be or what we want to be, but feeling like we aren't good enough for that identity or just that we don't have that community aspect. You know, we all want community. We all want to belong in some way, shape or form. Whether we admit it or not, or we thrive and survive on comfort and community. You know, what's going to be the most comfortable and conforming with us that we can fit into a kind of group, a kind of community, anything like that. Whether or not I disagree with those understandings, it doesn't mean I can't understand where they're coming from. You know, we all growing up wanted to try our best to fit into something. You know, I got family members and a lot of other friends who are really big on physical fitness. And so a lot of these guys uh, fit the criteria for what could be defined as sociologically 
masculine than the culture. Of course, some cultures see masculinity very different. It's all, it's a lot of it is just very cultural based. What is an alpha male? What is a beta male? You know, um, is brains over brawn more sexy or not? Is brains the new brawn? That kind of thing. These things are constantly changing. Or is it still brawn and brains? Is brawn more physically fulfilling and physically attractive? You know, these with these things always changing. Who is to say what is pleasing, what is sexy, what is this? You know, a lot of it comes down to how do you observe what is objective and relativism? You know, what is the good, the beautiful, and the truth? When I was in school, in college, we studied a lot of objective morality versus moral relativism. We studied a lot on different terms. Uh, bottom line, we looked at the subjective and the objective of reality. Are things always the way they are, or do things just change by culture? Well, right now, when it comes to beauty, I believe there is objective beauty in the sense of something that's created and that God made as good, perfect, perfected or good as in it is a creation of God. And on the other hand, I also believe that beauty can be in the eye of the beholder. You know, uh, disabled people are not always seen in the public eye as sexually uh, magnificent or aesthetically attractive. It varies compared to what we may see on the top followed on Instagram, for example, or Instagram models, which is what our culture and society really looks to for what is the most appealing bodies to the eye. But with all this said, it's very crushing to our identities, to our self-esteem, knowing that we can feel like, as disabled people, we are doing and giving our 100% only to look at it and see that others only see it as 75%. Where their 75% is our 100. Where their 50% or even 40% is also our 100%. Because we as disabled people just thrive on not just routine, but we thrive on new experiences that we feel like have passed us years ago. When those new old opportunities come up and we get those, get those experiences for the first time, years after our peers had gone through these experiences, maybe it's we're dating a new person and you want that experience to last 
So therefore, we get the clinginess. We get the needful act. Not because we are clingy or needful, but because any new experience, any kind of fulfillment, completion, fulfilling a role in society, purpose, community, identity is all new and amazing to us. Maybe we don't always feel like the proper male role model or feel like we fit masculinity or we don't feel like we fit uh, femininity or being a female, whatever it may be. So we try to resort to a different identity or a different gender or a different gender role, you know, kind of like gender fluidity. I, again, whether or not I agree with that is a different story, but I can still understand to a point. That's what it's about. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing per se. It's about do you at least understand someone's story and someone's history as to why they think the way they do? Have you really tried that? Have people really tried that with us? You know, whenever um, when I see all these masculine, or I say, I say masculine, strong dudes working out, and they're also really smart and they're fulfilling, like like it's like there's no effort into it. All of these goals and dreams, and all of these they're doing all these different things at a whim that we need to plan for, that we need help for the most basic thing. Yeah, it does upset me sometimes. It is very frustrating and aggravating knowing that some of us, or a lot of us, will never have the gift of spontaneous activity. Feeling like we won't be that kind of man. You know, what is a man anyway? What is a woman? And does my disability have a say in who I am as a man, woman, or whatever you identify as? You know, just something to think about that I've been pondering a lot lately. It's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to find community. But first of all, reach out and talk with someone about your struggle. People are learning. People are slowly understanding you know I used to be very ignorant about that stuff but the more I struggled the more I tried to relate and empathize with other people's struggles and yeah that's what we're going to leave it today how do you fit into masculinity how do you fit into femininity now, share your comments, share your stories. We'd love to hear it. All right, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of Candy Slapped. I am the Reverend Jordan Schrader. I'll talk with you all soon. Take care, God bless, and stay classy.